Ready? I am. Brewski? Drink it in. No, oh, what am I saying? What, this? <laughs> it's nothing. Really, it's, uh, it's nothing. It, <laughs> it's just, uh, <clears throat> it's just vocal minority with Nick and Steve. We're about ready to get this bitch started. We are. It's really going to happen. Yeah, it's time. We need to do it to save the world. I don't know if we're ready. I don't think I can do it. I'm about to get real angry. We need to start the show. I put all my faith in your offering. Give me a countdown, please. You heard him, Samuel. Do it now. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. We found the groove. Have a good time. Make sure your seatbelts are fastened. Okay, you little bastards. The time has come. The moment we've all been waiting for. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alabruski. Let's go. And in the show that saved the world. I mean, did you ever think it could possibly be the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alabruski that would do it? It's possible. I did not think that at all. You didn't think that when we went on the air, we would save the world. This program. We save our world? We save the world? Dude, give yourself a little credit here. Well, I mean, this is a huge project. You don't think we saved the world each and every day? We're in it? I do now. Now that you've put that in my head. Yes, dude. Stand up and be proud of who you are and what you do. We saved the world. There you go. You're welcome, humanity. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. Welcome to the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, all of Brewski. Brewski, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, thanks. Well, thanks for helping us save the world, dude. Doing what I can, my man. Doing what I can. People owe us a lot. Is it that much to ask to listen to the show? I mean, come on. Spread the good word out there, people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, You can see our webpage, thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. Take a look and see what you think and communicate with the show and tell us that we're great. Okay? That's the idea. Yeah. (laughs) It's just that, that simple. Thanks for tuning in fragile egos around here yes we just constantly seek external validation <laughs> yeah come on dude we need to be told makes, once in a while a little bubble wrap you know keep it safe yes we're here for you all right well speaking of saving the world and living a good life and all that kind of stuff i think uh i think i think i feel like i've lived a well-rounded life i'm 47 years old and i think i've had a lot of experiences in this world i think i've done some cool things had some adventures Sure. But uh, I stumbled across a, uh, an article here this week talking about, um, you know, things that we all assume everyone has done, but apparently most of us have not actually ever done these things and made mm. me wonder, like, how many things on the list have I done? Do I assume Nick and Brewski have done these things? Like, That's interesting because, yeah, I, I, I think I get what you're talking about. There are things that I think I've never done that, but I'm sure most people have, like uh, ziplined yeah, bungee the movies and TV all the time. So yeah, <laughs> someone's right. doing these things. Someone's right? doing it. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a, a list to gauge, like a bucket thing for you. If you haven't done these things, you should be. Or if you should feel good about yourself, if you have, you elitist pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your money and travels of the world. So. How many thumbtacks do you have in your map, you bastard? 
Exactly. So, so yeah, this is, uh, this is an article from uh, Michelle Harler from something called Guide to Free, which who knows what that is. But, uh, uh, yeah, these are things you assume that everyone has done, but few actually have. First one on the list, scuba diving. I have never gone scuba diving. I've done some snorkeling. I've done okay. some free diving, but I've never gone scuba diving. I've never put the uh, respirator thing in my mouth and actually gone down like that. They've uh, not gone down like that. that thanks for distinction. <laughs> I put other uh, things in my mouth and gone down other ways. But, uh. Brewski, have you ever been scuba diving? I have not. No. All right. Scuba Steve, I have not been scuba diving either. I, uh, see, I assumed you had been on some of your tropical getaways or something. You know, uh, I would be down for it. Rachel apparently uh, went scuba diving one time 25 years ago or something like that, and it was at a resort type of these places, and she said she almost died. So she won't ever do it with me, um, and I can't expect her to. Freaked her out, you know, so. But how did she almost die? Uh, I don't know. Dark attack, or is she just going to breathe in the respirator thing? Breathing. Breathing death. Cause of death, breathing. Lack (laughs) thereof. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I think that's a situation you have to think about when you go to some of these resorts, and they're like, yeah, we can take you scuba diving, and it's just old janky hotel equipment, you know, and the guy that's teaching you probably was wasted teaching a polka class last <laughs> night too you know what i mean so yes. i don't think it was real trustworthy all the time have you seen the, the some of those really high-end resorts have these things now that you sit on top of almost like like a, a motorcycle kind of and you put your feet on it and you're in a helmet oh, that's, that's pumping yeah. oxygen inside of it and that sort of thing and that that little thing propels you around under yeah. the water now, would that still be considered scuba diving, or is that kind of like cheating? It was a little cheating, but isn't that the original scuba diving? The old guys would put that big helmet on, and they were just sure. inside the helmet, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. No, original. I think if you did that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people either get in, start doing that, you know, in their hobby, spare time, or you're going to do it on, like, a trip where you have yeah. the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to spend time getting certified yeah. and, you know, going to oh, class yeah. in the pool and everything. It's a big thing from what I understand. I know some people that are into it, and I see them on Facebook and stuff, and it's it's amazing adventures they're doing. It's a husband and wife team I know up here in Tahoe, and, and people scuba dive in Tahoe a lot, too. There's a lot of shipwrecks out there and whatnot, and, uh, you know, you'll see the little flag floating in the water saying scuba diver below. And right. I think if I was in a resort setting and it was a shallow area, yeah. I'd probably give it a try, but to truly go down deep... Like that just made, I don't know if claustrophobic is the right word, but uh, boy, that gives me anxiety to think about being that deep. And if you misbreathe or anything goes wrong, like you can't just rush to the surface. Oh, dude, I watch uh, Bering Seagull. In the winter, they dive. When they are down there under the ice of the Bering Sea, it is about, it, it's put so much fear and anxiety into me just watching it on TV where I know they are obviously going to live, right? Or I would have heard about it. <laughs> Maybe. Depends how famous they are. But, yeah. but, I mean, seeing them when they, uh, you know, maybe the respirator freezes or gets ice in it or something and it blocks the line, yeah. them trying to figure out getting up and through a little hole in the ice. Yeah. Boy, no dude. No, not for yeah. me, dude. No, Sunny Tropical you. Resort, baby. But otherwise, hell. Mm. A fun fact, don't Google it. Do you guys know that SCUBA is a, uh, it's an acronym? Do you know what it stands for? Uh, yes. 
What does it stand for? I know Brewski knows this with his vest. Useless. Uh, God, give me a hint for the first word. Starts with an S. I understand that, dude. Uh, Self. Self. Okay. Self. Now we go C. Yep. Okay. What's the C? Underwater breathing apparatus. I know is how it ends. Okay. Self-contained. Contained. Okay. Self-contained. Yeah. I didn't know that for a long time. The scuba was an acronym, so there you go. But, yeah. Nope. All right. Well, that's interesting that none of us have tried that. So We were talking last episode about the fact that I have very limited East Coast experience. I grew up in, in the Midwest, which some people consider the eastern part of the country, which I guess it is, but that's not an East Coast experience. I've been to Boston once when I was a teenager. I was there for like a month when my dad lived there. I was in the Cambridge area. Huh? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. That's my main East Coast experience. I think I, I was in a wedding in Philadelphia once for like five seconds, but I've always wanted to go to New York City. You know, being a Marvel Comics fan, I've worshipped New York since a kid. All of, you know, that's where the Marvel world is centered out of. That's where Spider-Man lives and all, yeah. know, all that stuff. So I've always had a fascination with New York City, but I've never been. And the next thing on this list, things that we assume everyone has done, but few actually have, is seeing a Broadway play. I never have because I've never been to New York City, obviously. I've never even seen one in the West End in London or something. So, guys, have we seen Broadway plays? Uh, uh, I think I've only seen off-Broadway work, to be honest with you, dude. Oh, that's very hipster of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and just because that's all I've ever been able to afford. Right, or, or get know, tickets for. <laughs> get tickets for, so. Yeah, Brewski? As far as seeing a play in New York City on Broadway, no. I've seen Broadway productions here in Boston. That's fair. Yeah. As yeah. have I, the traveling version. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you, you saw Hamilton, didn't you? Uh, my kids saw it. Uh, Neo saw it. I did not go with them. But um, oh, okay. What did I just see? I'm not blanking. I just saw some off Broadway <laughs> touring production. But Heather's yeah. did. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I know a lot about Broadway because Neo is a gigantic Broadway fan and you know wants to go into that for a career and whatnot. So I probably know more about Broadway than the average person. We were talking about Back to the Future references. I think that was last episode, but yeah, you know, yeah. The Back to the Future Broadway play, right? Yeah, yes. dude, the guy who's playing Marty McFly uh, looks just like him. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's been a ton of good ones. I, I saw the SpongeBob. I've seen some of these musicals. Like, I've seen Hamilton, the Broadway performance, but on TV. Okay. Right. Same uh, Nickelodeon did the SpongeBob musical on Broadway, which I thought would have been ridiculous. It was so fun and entertaining. <laughs> it was? I would think that would be so stupid and annoying, dude. It would, but think it's colorful and the, the sets and all of this. Like, it's all about the premise. Like, what do you do with it? You can take any stupid premise, and if you do something good, I mean, yeah. rapping Founding Fathers, that sounds ridiculous. But that's sure. what Hamilton is. I mean, if you do yeah. it well, you know, it, it could be good. So. People love that Hamilton, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. So, oh, yeah, but no, I've never actually seen a Broadway play. All right. So, we're trace times pathetic. Uh, Apparently, right now, none of us have (laughs) done any of these things that we assume other people have done. Uh, Here's a good one, too. Um, I feel like everyone's done this gone camping in the wilderness. Like, not just the campground at the intersection down in town or something, but have you actually gone out in the wilderness camping? Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Come on, dude. I live in the Pacific Northwest. You don't think I've been camping in the wilderness? Right. Uh, and that's the funny thing. I have, I've had limited experiences. I did do it in the Pacific Northwest out of Lake Chelan once. 
Um, and Northern Michigan, I've done it when I was a kid a couple of times. But that is a common thing, though. I don't think a lot of people have actually gone camping. I was watching some TV show the other day where the, the dad was like, oh, we love camping. And the kids were like, we've never gone camping. He's like, but we talk about it a lot. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, is camping only like tent or no tent at all out in the wilderness? Or is it like taking a trailer? And I would say a tent for sure is fine. Yeah. But- trailers borderline but did you go out in the wilderness and sleep out there for a day or two like you know the yeah. more camping you get the less credit you get but that's still at least you're still out yeah. there. you guys ever go camping and uh just completely under the stars like you just have like a little bedroll on the on the grass or no i have had more than one woman talk to me about that that we should go sleep under the stars i'm like a did I lose the house? Why would I go sleep under the, like a tent? Yeah, but just free sleep outside. First of all, it's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> and with the stars that you have in Tahoe, yeah, because you have no light pollution. I, I mean, the sky looks so much bigger where you are. When I left you and came home, it was clear as a bell out here. And we have zero. Uh, I, I have none of the sky you have. Interesting. None yeah. of it, dude. I know light and if I had it. Bit. I'd sleep under it. Interesting. Don't you freeze at some point or were you? No, I mean, you're going to sleep in the summer, you know, 70 degrees. You think a tent keeps you warm, you know? Well, sleeping bags, you're right. So, yeah, no, no, never done that. Brewski? Well, the closest I've ever come to that, and this probably doesn't count, but uh, I once went to watch a movie up at Seattle Center, you know, on the the grass there. (laughs) On the grassy knoll? I got really drunk. And I passed out and woke up at like three in the morning. Oh, you were sleeping outside. Okay, <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you partial credit. <laughs> okay, right. okay. I thought you were going to say you just watched a movie outside, but if you slept out there, <laughs> well, oh, I kind of passed place. out, so it wasn't like I was actively trying to sleep. But you know, it was it was a warm night and the movie was going, and I you was were sawing logs, dude. You did yeah. it. My last up and nobody was around me. Yeah. No, hey, that's 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 pretty much camping, getting drunk and sleeping outside, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. So, all right. Maybe yeah. that one. Uh, speaking of that, uh, the last my last real camping experience at Lake Chelan in Washington, um, that's ruined me for Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels <laughs> used to be my go-to drink, uh, Jack and Coke. You know, that's what I always drank. And that night, uh, I was out with my sister and brother-in-law and my girlfriend at the time and some other people that were with us. And I drank... I don't know. I drank a bottle of Jack Daniels by myself. Not, not the biggest one, but one of the smaller sized. Yeah. But that yeah. was still way too much for me. <laughs> and it got to the point where like four in the morning, I'm out there trying to gag myself to make myself puke because I was just spinning drunk and just miserable drunk. I just wanted it out of me. Yeah. Not only have I never drank Jack Daniels since then, but I broke my gag reflex that night. Like, oh, if you put something in my mouth, and I'm not looking at you boys, uh, but like, <laughs> you know, like, if you get a strep throat test at the doctor where they stick the swab in the back of your throat, yeah, I, yeah. Will, I will gag excessively and or throw up on someone if they do stuff like that. Like, I broke my gag reflex that night. It's not easy to make yourself puke. Have you ever tried that? Yes. Yeah, it's really I, difficult. You really got to get your hand down in there. I'm, I gag uh, sometimes I gag brushing my teeth, dude. I gag yeah, super really. easy. Yeah. It would be a bad gay man then, but, uh, I would, I, it's actually a program I took. It's a prison protection program. <laughs> like <laughs> you take the class before you go in. You want me to puke on that? Then don't sit in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it, w- it would keep it extra warm. Right. Oh, that is Ooh. a 
little extra lubricant, I suppose. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how these models uh, puke so easily. I found it to be very difficult. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was my camping experience last time. All right. So we've all camped. Come on. Yes. We're going to get Brewski two-thirds credit at least. So, uh, How about this? Uh, have you tried a virtual reality headset? I haven't, dude. I have never no, put one on. No, I haven't either. Interesting. Again, I would assume everyone has done that. Never even like the old arcade style, like when they first kind of came out. You never done any of that stuff, huh? Uh, when did they first come out? Are we talking like five years, six years? Uh, seven I mean, years? like back in the nineties and stuff. There were some arcades that had these big awkward things you could stick on. It was like Tron, you know, looking. Oh, around. I suppose I've done that, yeah. but nothing. You know, I I see people online wearing these VR shades, screaming they're going to fall off a building. I mean, they seem very real, or else people are hamming it up. I've never done it though. No, they're pretty convincing, quite frankly. I mean, not so much do you think you're in an altered reality, but it messes with your senses. Uh, Crosby has the, oh, what is it, the the Quest or something? Whatever Facebook's virtual reality thing they put out a few years ago. Um, He's got it, and it's, uh, it's a modern VR headset. And I've done a couple of dumb things wearing that before. I have walked into things because... You know, I don't know about your house, but I don't have a room that's just wide open, you know, so you clear out a little space in the living room or something. It's really easy to forget how many steps you've taken or that you've drifted left or right. And all of a sudden you're punching your TV or, you know, walking into a wall or something. Mm. Definitely done that. Um, And then he has this other game where you have to climb a wall. And when you start looking up to climb the wall, I mean, it feels like you're doing it. And it was so disorienting for me. I, I threw the headset off. It was. It, it made wow. my inner ear spin. Like I felt, I was completely disoriented and nauseous. I don't like that, dude. I don't no. like to feel that way. No, and he's gotten good at it, so he doesn't get that uh, you know motion sickness anymore. But it's it's definitely a real thing. So, hey, uh, can you watch porno in that? I've, yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder about it. That's a great. Hey, did you have VR porn? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Does he out. leave it when he goes to his mom's house? Does he leave it there for you? That's a good question, too. Usually not, but I'll have to go check his gaming hole downstairs. <laughs> there. I remember years ago, there was uh, my kids had some cheap thing where you take your cell phone and you put it inside these goggles. Yes. And yes. it's virtual reality, quote unquote. It's really just your phone six inches from your face. So, right, right. You know, they make some games that are immersive. So I guess on those, you could have gone on, you know, Pornhub or whatever. But I want to be able to play with, you know, I want to be able to have fun in my own porn in vr well listen i could certainly see where it could get to the stage where you're strapping your junk into things that are you know creating warming or touching Ew, dude it's so like, gross to me but maybe it's the future oh it's definitely gonna go that way so Oof. at that point we will have all tried it but uh, apparently not as of now all right what else is on that list all right, so we're talking about things that uh, you assume everyone has done, but few people have. And so far, we're not doing super well on this list. So uh, how about this one? Have you ever traveled outside your home country? Now, yes. Nick, I know you have. We've, we were just talking about the fact that you were in Mexico last week. but Sure. What is the definition? Does Canada count? You know? I mean, that's outside of our country, right? Yeah. But some yeah. would say, like, what, you drove there? That doesn't count. <laughs> if, you, you know, if you can walk there, then you, that's not another country. But. Uh, it's like Brewski was saying, I, you know, some places you go like Canada, uh, you know, it's, you went to Canada. That's cool. But I mean, it's not, it, it, if you didn't leave the continent, uh, (laughs) then maybe it's not that big of a deal, you know, does Hawaii count then? 
That's leaving the continent. It's another. It's not yeah, another country. But, it, but it, that's still part of the country, though. Right. I think you certainly deserve more credit the further away you're going or the deeper into some other continent you're getting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, technically, I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. I have been to the Bahamas. I've been to England. Um, so I've left the country for sure. And England is probably the most credible of those, you know, as far yeah. as actually traveling somewhere. But, you know, the rest of Europe, Asia, Australia, I mean, there's a whole bunch of the Mediterranean that I would love to go to that I, that I have not. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Bruce, what's your map? Where have you and been? So obviously Canada, that was the first one to go visit my family and, and Prince Edward Island. And then uh, I've been to Amsterdam and oh, uh, and also to um, uh, France. I was two weeks in Paris. So, oh, well. yeah. yeah. Did you have sex in Amsterdam? No. no? I was there, there very short, very, very briefly. We and also, I, I, was my, I had yeah. a girlfriend at the time, too. What's that? I, I was asking if Nick meant hookers or just hooked up with whoever you were traveling. No, with. hookers. Yeah, just red light. I just, know. If, if I was a single guy, I probably would have. Why not? Yeah, right. Yeah, no no reason not to. Interesting. Yeah. I got a little handy action on a train in England. That was fun. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. From a hooker? No, from my, from my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We were well. traveling out to Stonehenge, and that woman, Laura, I mean, she got she got weirdly horny sometimes, like in bizarre scenarios. <laughs> We would be at the radio station, and she'd like pull me in some empty office and just go at it. But then we wouldn't have sex for like three months or something. <laughs> like she was weird that way. But yeah, we were on a train going out to Bath, and uh, she just yeah starts going at it under her coat there on me. I'm like, all right, cool. Wow. Did you finish? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how? Where, tell me the logistics of that. There was a tissue involved. Or? No, just made a direct deposit and had to sit with it. But it was worth it of me. So yeah. yeah. Were your were your parents there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's in the harness photo album. <laughs> you know, so. No, we I did go with the whole family, but then Laura and I took off for a couple of days to go out to Bath and um, Stonehenge and all that stuff. So. Yeah, all right. But yeah, besides that, Nick, what's your map? You've you've got way more than both of us. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't even know my old map, dude. You know, the furthest I've been away, I guess probably the most legit is probably Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, everywhere I've been, um, from Croatia, you know, to Spain, to uh, um, Greece. Greece, thank you, Bruski. Um, to Germany, uh, but like in Germany, I've only been there through a layover, twenty-four hour layover. So I was only in Frankfurt, which they say that's the financial district. Really, no yeah. reason to go to Frankfurt, you know. So I haven't seen Germany, and I need to do that. But yeah, Dubai is probably the longest flight from point A to B, you know, back to the states that I've been on. Have you been to South America? I know you've been to Central America, but you've gone south? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, we do have a listener in South America now. so we You have a bungalow <laughs> we can use? <laughs> you know, I, I, I still love the story about um, the unsatisfactory Airbnb that Nick encountered in England. Oh, dude, it was the absolute <laughs> worst, man. Yeah. What, were the, what were the highlights or lowlights of that one? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I'm taking my niece 
is with us. So, like, normally Rachel and I will stay in a subpar place if it's a little dangerous and it's just for a night. Like, we don't mind. But we had my niece with us, so we were like, oh, we can't stay here. And it was so gross, dude. I mean, uh, we found a secret bedroom, first of all. Uh, The owner lived in that house and then just had a secret bedroom and then she would rent her house out and then when the people leave she'd go move back in we found the secret bedroom it was a literally like a wall that like you pushed in a magnet ejected and you know it came open Neverland Ranch style here. Oh, dude, it was so foul that the the bed was not made and it had tons of cereal and chips and there was food everywhere, but there were wigs everywhere in that whole place. Yeah, nice. Uh, The bed my niece was supposed to sleep on was a pull-out couch and the mattress was probably less than two inches thick okay and it was just so squished and dirty dude and it had hair all over it this woman just shed around this house are you worried about cameras and airbnbs because i've seen so many youtube videos about people discovering hidden cameras in their rentals seems to be happening a lot uh you know i am not so much concerned for myself but it worries me that Rachel goes so many places, and I would hate for her to feel like she had total privacy, and she didn't, you know, when she's out of town. Have you ever gotten busy in an Airbnb and wondered if someone's filming me right now? Uh, not until this moment. I've never thought <laughs> yeah. that. But... Well, you should look at Pornhub for a keyword. <laughs> see yeah. Maybe I should, dude. I've been looking at those uh, camera detectors in for hotel rooms, so I don't know why you couldn't use it for an Airbnb, right. too. Yeah, that's what I see, people scanning hotel rooms. And it's usually in some vent up top or behind a mirror. Or, you know, I mean, it's yeah. there to be spying on you. So Yeah, in the bathroom. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. All right. Next thing on the list, things you assume everyone has done, but you actually have. And I've been thinking about this one recently with my kids. Um, breaking a bone, like full on breaking a bone. Who here has broken an arm, a leg, something? I have. What'd you break? Uh, a wrist, this pinky finger. Believe it or not, I, I broke this where it got really bloody really fast. I got hit with a, a baseball and it knocked the yeah. fingernail completely off, and blood was shooting everywhere. And it actually uh, broke your the bone of the finger. Yeah, that's why it's kind of a weird shape because it healed weird. It's broken angle wise and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's stuff like awful. that. Yeah. Nick, actual broken bones. No, knock on wood. I've never broken a bone, dude. Interesting. Yeah. See, I when I was five years old, I uh, I tumbled down a hill, uh, some rough house with neighborhood kids and whatnot. And I broke my arm, um, like full on broke. And I have relatively vivid memories of my sister getting me back to my house and my mom freaking out and getting me to the hospital. And all Did that. you have a cast on your body? Oh, yeah, for sure. Did yeah. uh, uh, people sign it? Yep. Oh, yeah. No, this was a full-on broken arm, that cast uh, shoulder all the way down to my wrist. and Yeah, everyone in school signing in, all that kind of stuff. Um, you remember when we were kids, dude, that that cast you wore on your arm looked like, you know, it was all white, first of all, and it looked like something somebody made at home. Yeah. yeah. It was plaster. <laughs> like, later in life, they made that wrapped, and the wrap, you know, solidified or whatever. But, yeah, it's just yeah. plaster. So, yeah, I did that. That was my only kind of, like, real full-on bone break. I had a stress fracture in my foot uh, in high school from running cross country so much. Like I ran so much that a bone in my foot broke. 
that tells wow. you you're running too much. Yeah. And then I re-injured that same thing a couple of years ago. I don't know what I was doing, but I could feel the the bone was, you know, but that's like a hairline fracture and it didn't require a cast, like a walking cast or something. But Steve tried to serve the military, dude. That's why he couldn't even get in was because his foot. Yes. I had a little bone spur going on. (laughs) He did. But yeah, I've been thinking about with my kids were like, when I was five, I broke my arm. When I was 10, I sprained one really badly. And same at 15, I crashed my BMX bike and I had like a splint on for like a couple of weeks. But I have yet to rush either of my kids to the emergency room. And I knock, hesitate to say that, right? Knock <laughs> on it, dude. Knock on that wood. Serious. Knock on some wood. Do you know why we knock on wood, by the way? Do you know where that comes from? No. Tell us, please. Uh, the old theory was that there are ghosts around us. And if they hear you say something like that, like, gee, I hope, uh, hope I don't trip down the stairs, that the ghost will trip you down the stairs. So if you knock on wood, you're scaring the ghost away. And then it's safe to say whatever it is you want to say. Oh, oh so you got to knock on wood first, dude. Right. <laughs> You did a whole ghost. Late. What's your problem? Bastards. <laughs> so, yeah, now, no, yeah, I have yet to rush my kids to the yard ER with broken bones or things like that. What about stitches? Uh, I've had I had so stitches, many. Yeah, I was going to say, I had stitches uh, on my eyebrow once. I split my head open up here once that I had stitches on. Uh, so, a couple of those. I've had a few black eyes in life, too, like full on. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, well, I've had he, stitches. I've had <clears> stitches like you wouldn't believe. I've had for surgeries or for uh, injuries? Both. The back of my right calf, I actually uh, ripped that entirely wide open. My entire calf was hanging out at the back of my leg. Ew. Wow. Uh, why? Uh, why would you we, do that? <laughs> I did it on a parked car, if you can believe that. No. License plate holder on the front of a car. Oh, and uh, we, we were playing uh, ball tag, and somebody threw the ball at me, and I caught it, but then I fell backwards. And when I did, oh. uh, as I fell backwards, it completely ripped my calf wide all, all the way open. Oh, like phalagia, huh? Wow. Yeah, and it was all hanging out. And that's sort of thing. And then I, I ripped Dude. my bicep open on a fence. Um, what? My hand. Why are your muscles falling out of your body? Uh, <laughs> I have st- I have a scar on my left eye from uh, a fight when I was eight years old, and I was fighting my uh, friend's fifteen year old brother, and he <laughs> busted my eye open. Did you get him in the end? I mean, I was fighting back, you know. But <laughs> yeah, did he go to the hospital? A, you're fighting a teenager for God's sakes. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. So um, we should find that kid, dude. The thing about your eyebrow is that it's real easy to bust your eyebrow open because there's not a lot of flesh there. And you take it up punches there. It'll just bust open. And then, of course, we all know about my chest here. My device. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, he's got a pacemaker in his chest. The the first time I got that, they put staples in my chest. (sighs) Yeah, and when was were, that? Nineteen twenty-seven, dude. <laughs> no, it was two thousand. But they put staples in my chest, and I kept saying to myself, "I'm not going to take pain pills. I can handle it. I can handle mm. it." After about a day and a half of of those staples rubbing against every nerve ending in my uh, in my pectoral muscle, I just I broke down and I I started taking pain pills. Yeah, I bet yeah. that's awful, dude. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you my stitches. Okay. Yeah. Bruski will like this one. Uh, I must have been nine or ten years old, eight, nine years old. Maybe I was eight years old. Okay. Okay. We were watching professional wrestling, WWF, and I am with a buddy. This buddy picks me up over his shoulders, and he's going to body slam me on the couch. Oh, boy. Well, he goes to body slam me on the couch, 
and I bounce off of the couch and I land on a brick fireplace right on the corner of the mantle of this brick fireplace and it gets stuck in my head. Oh, oh no. Yeah, they had to pull me off of it. Oh. I was stuck to it. You impaled yourself on a yeah. brick oh. corner. Yeah, and then your head. Had, that's how you die, by the way. Like, it's yeah, blood dude. isn't that crazy? I was just like, man, we are resilient as people because I should have, you know, at least been a little dumber than I am. <laughs> you may they, have been like, you know, genius, and this I, is you now. You're just normal. So <laughs> true, dude. That's I me. Uh, they rushed me to the hospital. I got a lot. I think I got a lot of stitch. Oh yeah, dude. I was laying on my next door neighbor. Got in the car to take us uh so my mom could hold a washcloth on my head because it was i couldn't stop bleeding you know a head bleeds a lot yes. dude. yeah uh the next time i got stitches i was uh actually at a cabin up on a mountain snoqualmie pass okay Whoa. me and a buddy are up there we see a homeless man up there that has probably maybe been out in the forest for I don't know. It looked like a year, dude. The guy was filthy. He was hairy, beard, long hair. Like he was scary to a little kid. That mountain man. We see him and start running down the hill toward our cabin. And I slip and kind of go down on my back and my stop myself with my arms. And then I get up, keep running. Well, at some point we get down the hill and I'm breathing heavy. I put my arms up over my head and I am bloody all over my arm and my skin on my uh what's this called right here forearm forearm yeah <laughs> hanging open dude oh. like you know probably six and a half inches of it just a flat back and you i can see everything inside oh my god dude i went down there was a root coming out from under the ground and when i fell i dragged myself to a stop and it went right into my arm and split it open harsh i'm glad you could have nicked an artery there geez i mean they were so worried about it i was way up in the mountains they didn't even take me to the hospital dude they took me to the closest place possible was a veterinarian (laughs) and had a veterinarian close me up dude Wow, a veterinarian—that's hardcore, <laughs> isn't that something, dude? I mean, I still got I, that one. Still, I could see a scar, you know, on my arm from it. But yeah, that vet sewed me up, and I mean, I was back by seven. That's so hilarious. <laughs> that is a mob movie kind of thing. Like, we can't go to a real doctor. You know? Fix him up, Frankie. Right. Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, good. We've all had some experiences there. Only two out of three broken bones, though, for the technical part. Two are. All right, the next one. Uh, things you assume everyone has done, but few actually have. This is interesting because I, I hate to admit to this, but um, have you read a classic novel? You know, Moby Dick or what? I don't know. Some old classic novel. Gone with the Wind? Was that a novel? I don't even know. Yes, it is. Sure. It Moby. Johnny actually and Ponyboy read it to each other when they're hanging out in the church in Windricksville after they, they killed Bob the Sosha. From Outsiders? Is that what that exactly. is? Exactly, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, all right, guys, have we read a classic novel? Uh, I think I probably have in high school. 
I, I, oh, that would be my only saving grace, actually. Like Lord of the Flies or Grapes of Wrath. I guess I did actually have to read those in high school. I read yeah. the Ga- All right. Gatsby. I mean, I, I, yeah. I read, you know. Now I feel educated and hip. Because you know, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't read. I mean, I read news articles and things like that all the time, but I don't pick up books and read them ever. I mean, I've read Howard Stern's books because I'm just such a mega fan, but that's how much of a fan I have to be to sit down and pick up a book. Yeah. It's just words and words and boring to me. And I have, I have, I have ADD to some level. Like, I, I, I'm two pages into something and I realize, like, I've been reading this, but I'm not absorbing it. I'm thinking about what I have to do after this or whatever. Like, sure. You got to find something you care about. Um, Rachel reads, you know, daily when she gets home from work. If she takes a bath, she reads. Before mm-hmm. she goes to bed, she reads. She's always reading. And, she gets into those books more so than movies, you know. Uh, I think it takes a certain mind to be able to read a certain way. Apparently. I mean, Rachel's a professional lawyer, so that makes sense that her brain would work in that sort of detail-oriented way. We're, we're obnoxious radio podcast hosts, and uh, I just want to watch Star Wars. I don't want to read something. <laughs> also, though, Brewski, uh, I mean, he reads books and writes them. He said, Bruski, how's your book, dude? I actually have gone in and well, I submitted it to a few publishers. Nobody's gotten back to me yet. All right. Um, I am, I've gone in and it's funny you asked that. I was actually editing one of my chapters today because I'm cleaning it up a little bit more to submit it to some other publishers. When you edit anything, is it ever really fully done? Right. Don't you always say, yeah. Even when you're editing audio, you're like, I could probably tweak oh, yeah. this and tweak that. Sure. And, it's never it's an artist problem. You know, <laughs> you overwork your stuff because when is it really done? So, but so, yeah. okay. So you're somebody who's written a book, but yeah, you sat down recreationally and read classic novels. Yes, I have. Okay. But, uh, but also I, I will tell you that I've also read, I read some kind of trashy stuff too. Like uh, I read a book called glow, which is the uh, biography the of, Rick, one? of Rick James. Oh yeah. yeah okay. You want to talk about some amazing stories? Oh, I bet. I, and, and I don't, and I don't doubt any one of them for one minute. <laughs> Nick, any classic novels in your uh, downtime, but not required for a grade. Mm, you know what? The last book that I read uh, that was anywhere close to that would have been Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, and that's okay. a great book that I've read a couple of times. What? I've so. never heard of that. I should read that, apparently. <laughs> so. No, it's, it's, it's a good book, yeah. Yeah, you should read that book. Uh, you'd probably like it. It's, you know, a metaphor for life. And Have they made a movie? I mean, can we just crank these things out? No. <laughs> I've had people make fun of me for this, and I'm, I'm going to stand by it. I hate old black and white movies. They are slow. They are boring. I don't like that it's in black and white. <laughs> like, it's torture to me. That's terrible, dude. I, I like a lot of older black and white stuff. Yeah, um, most people do. I don't. <laughs> I mean, but TV shows, some you know, some movies, like the old Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. You don't those. find it nostalgic to sit down and watch an old black and white? I have watched Leave it to Beaver in black and white or some old Twilight Zones, but I'm talking a two-hour movie, like sitting down. What was uh, the uh, White Christmas? Miracle on the No, no, it's not gonna, you're thinking about, uh, what do you call it, It's a Wonderful Life, maybe? No, yeah. like the classic Christmas movie with Bing Crosby's in it. And, uh, oh, with, yeah. The, it's White yeah, Christmas, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Where they go to the ski resort in Vermont. Uh, the Hindenburg loved that freaking movie. Every Christmas we spent together, I would sit there and just 
smile and nod as I was torturing myself watching this slow-ass, old-school, lame, boring, no-drama <laughs> white movie. It's like, funny, It's dude. a classic. It's classically boring as crap, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so many people, I myself included, like, uh, part of the reason I go back to those is not only, obviously, the nostalgia of just seeing it, but... I just remember growing up, my dad watching all those movies and making me watch them with him. Yeah. And so it's turned into more of like, oh, it just reminds me of my dad, you know, so I'll watch them. So I see. I see. Well, you know, I mean, I, my sister and I went to go see uh, Casablanca on the big screen at uh, a local movie theater um, in Harvard Square, you know, kind of art house movie theater and that sort of thing. And I had never seen it on the big screen um yeah and i wanted to see it on that in that in that format to each his own but all yeah. right there you go so uh wait so basically brewski's read a classic novel nick and i only have under duress so. <laughs> all right next thing on the list uh things that uh you assume everyone is dumb if you actually have this one would be shocking to me if none of us fall three of us even okay. eating sushi now i will tell you i went 45 years of this existence on this planet without ever eating sushi 40 at least. And then I kind of stumbled into it. I love sushi now. Like that to me is a treat to go eat sushi. Oh, yeah, dude. Sushi is one of the great pleasures in life. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean the fishiest stuff. I mean, some raw eel and stuff, maybe whatever is fine. But, but yeah, there's a, you know, California rolls and everything else. I mean, there's a wide variety of sushi nowadays. And I like it all. I think it's like birthday dinner sort of special treat because it ain't cheap. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, philosophy on sushi is I love sushi. Uh, you got to go to the right place. I mean, there are great sushi restaurants and really bad sushi restaurants and I will not eat at a bad one. So you're, you're saying that, uh, day old warm sushi at a gas station, probably not a good, a good spot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't done it before, but I wouldn't recommend (laughs) it. I will say I do do my grocery store sushi every now and again, and not as some fancy treat, but like literally last night I made uh, uh, chicken rice bowls for Neo and I, put some soy sauce in there, and then I just get for just a little side thing, the grocery store sushi, that they they do make it there. Yeah. But um, that that's not real sushi. Like going to a nice restaurant around here and having, you know, just well-done sushi, that is such a treat. So cool. I did go to one in the Carson Valley here, and um, I walk into the sushi restaurant down in Hillbilly Redneck Land there, and uh, the, the chef at the counter was Asian. And I'm like, all right. So they found the only Asian guy in the Carson Valley, and he's working at the sushi place. <laughs> right. I'm going to assume this will be good then. It was disgusting. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. Left halfway through that meal and have never been back. So you do have to go to the right place. But Dude, I was so excited when we were in Mexico. They had, at the resort we were staying at, they had different restaurants on the property. They had a Mexican, they had, you know, all this, but they had an Asian restaurant. And I thought, oh, that's cool. The lady said, oh, it's kind of like a a tapenaki. So it's kind of like a Benihana, you know, Uh, but they also serve sushi. I thought, oh, that's awesome. They have a sushi bar, too. And she was like, yeah, it's really good. So we went there on our last night. I ordered a roll of sushi to start the night off with, and they brought it to my table, dude. And I almost didn't even try it based on what it looked like. It was it looked that sketchy, bad, Ooh. and just awful. Some Mexican sushi, huh? 
I take a bite of it, and the guy who delivered it, by the way, I mean, he brought the uh, sushi chef, brought it over to our table, and yeah, he was uh, a Asian guy that's made sushi for a long time, from what he said. So uh, he was a Japanese dude. So he gives it to me, and I think, oh, I guess I'll taste it. Dude, it was putrid. Uh, it was so bad. Harsh. I won't eat bad sushi. Yeah, there's really no point. We have an all-you-can-eat sushi place up here that that sounds like utopia for me, but it's got to be good, just like a buffet at a resort. Like, if they have sushi, that's great, but only if it's good sushi. Otherwise, sure. all-you-can-eat yeah. garbage. Why do you want that? You know. You like sushi, Brewski? It's not my first choice. The, the Jen loved it, and so I'd go with her, and there were a few things that I would eat, mostly real boring stuff like taco. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, stuff stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm but not you've big- had sushi. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not big on the seaweed. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, I no, just I get, get the it. you know the 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 fish itself on the rice. Yeah, right. To me, you sushi know? is the combination of everything because any of those elements individually, just like a piece of raw fish, I would never eat that. But if you put it with the rice and the other herbs and flavorings and you know everything together, then it creates a you know amazing experience for your sushi. Home. Yes, exactly. So the next one on the list, you may laugh at this, but I'll have a follow up for you here. Um, things that we assume everyone has done, but few actually have. This is stretching it, but have seen snow in person. It's ridiculous, dude. Who hasn't seen snow in person? Okay. Uh, you'd be surprised. You would be. And I see it a lot where I live. So let me tell you, I live in the mountains of Lake Tahoe, and obviously we got plenty of snow here. I cannot tell you how many spots there are driving up to Lake Tahoe where as soon as they hit the elevation where there's snow, people pull over their cars and they just go frolic in it. Because these are Southern California people that are driving up here and they either have never seen snow or rarely ever get to see it. So as soon as there's a trace amount of snow, they're out playing in it. I'm always like, drive 30 more minutes. We got a mountain full of the stuff. Like, I don't know why you're playing in that dirty snow on the side of the road. <laughs> it happens all the time. People are so excited to finally see some snow. They get out that and play in it. so weird, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even imagine because everywhere you go, you can pretty much get to somewhere where it snows within a couple hours. Sure. But what if you were born and raised in Florida? There's no snow anywhere around that area. You Hawaii or, or yeah. yeah, exactly. So there are, if you grew up in Texas or whatever, you may not have seen snow ever. It's a novelty to travel somewhere where there's snow to some people. Well, Texas yeah. sees snow, dude. I mean, Every uh, now and again, yeah. uh, Hawaii sees snow. So a little bit, but yeah. So, all right. I'm glad we're all cultured enough to have seen snow. Yeah. You know what the uh, big thing is, is the ocean. There's a lot of people who haven't seen the ocean. That makes more sense to me. Interesting. Uh, when my brother, you know, came from Omaha and brought his, his son with him, uh, he's 15 years old, never seen the ocean. Well, never seen I mean, the ocean? Hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, growing up in Michigan, uh, we used to travel to Florida. Uh, that would have been my only real ocean experience, and then going to Boston when I was a teenager. But yeah, if you don't live near an ocean, you got to travel for it, and a lot of people don't travel. One yeah. of the things on this list that I skipped because I find it ridiculous is, have you ever been on an airplane? Like, there are people that haven't been on an airplane. Yeah. If you ever been on a plane, you're limited to only what you can drive to. So I would imagine maybe you haven't seen snow or an ocean if you've never been on an airplane. I guess so, dude. Not everyone lives the same. Right. So, yeah. And like I said at the start of this, this to me is bucket list stuff. If you've never seen snow, never been on an airplane, like, yeah, you actually are missing out in this world. So, <laughs> yeah. go 
experience those things. Uh, same with the next thing on the con- uh, this list. I can't believe this is on here. Attended a live concert. Oh, well, I mean, we know we all have, but yeah, like, what are you doing with your life? Isn't that like on your big time list? Like, that's important, right? I've always argued that the one thing everyone likes, there's so that's a short list and probably the only thing on it is music. We all like different types of music. Yeah. I've never met anyone who's like no form of music ever. <laughs> I don't like even a commercial jingle. I don't want to hear any of it. Like, None of everyone it. Everyone likes music. So yeah, you've never gone to a live concert. Like, boof, that blows my mind. I do know that there's definitely people who find concerts more important than others, but just to have never seen a concert, I mean, that's why people always ask you, like, what was your first concert? Because we assume everyone's gone to a concert on some level. Uh, I went to a concert that the firemen used to sell tickets for the fireman's ball, you know, Uh, that was, uh, you've at least been to a concert like that, haven't you? You would think. But I think a, a full-on, legitimate, you know, touring artist, like, uh, it makes me sad for you. If you're out there listening and you think, I've never been to a concert, you, you really should. It's yeah, quite go, to the sta- go to the stage fair. There's always at least somebody you can find that, that, yeah. that might be playing. Exactly. And I've been to some sober concert experiences, I guess. Uh, but really, concerts are more fun to actually go have fun and party and, you know, so. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Yeah, if you've never seen a concert and uh, you have a little bit of money. And you've got a nice body and you're a little sexy, uh, then Steve will take you to a concert just to show you how you get in line and submit the tickets. Right. I'm a fun concert goer. I have fun out there. So. You, I've been to a concert with you. Brewski's been to a concert. I've Brewski been to a concert. tried to attack you at a concert, dude. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Bruce, Brewski tried to attack you at a concert? No. Mm. He tried to attack me at a radio station event. Yeah, that was different. (laughs) (laughs) He saved me at a concert where I was supposed to be arrested. That's what he did. I knew he did something. Yeah, yeah. Steve was placed in in, in my custody. (laughs) Yeah, I got caught smoking pot at a concert. At the Gorge, no less. Right, the Pearl Jam. Jam. Yeah, Yeah, security busted me, and they're like, we're turning you into your boss. I'm like, oh, his name's Brewski. He's right over there. (laughs) He's right over there, exactly. (laughs) And they come back, back and the guy's on a a dirt bike, and Steve's walking in front of him, and he's just like, this is your employee. I caught him smoking weed. And I was just like, you shouldn't have done that. Right. I'll take care of it from here. Yeah, then, I got then, this from here. Yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy leaves, and I'm just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> all started cracking up. So far. yeah, exactly. Or you know, funny. you've messed up anytime you're been put in Brewski's custody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's classic, though. So uh, here's another one. Uh, especially Nick, being from Seattle, you may find this preposterous, but some people have never tasted coffee. And again, like sushi, I spent 40 years on this planet not drinking coffee, and then all of a sudden, I just got into it, and now, I, I mean, I've got a cup of coffee sitting right here now. But Yeah, that's weird, though. Uh, you know, you're, you're on, I would think that that's rare, Steve. I mean, the fact that you didn't try coffee until this late in life, is a, that's weird. I think it is abnormal. I will say I've heard Bill Maher uh, on some of his spiels say the same thing. Like in his 50s, he discovered coffee, and now he can't get out of bed without it. It's a ritual. He loves it. But he went all these years never trying coffee, and I I was the same way, basically. What was the reasoning behind you not trying coffee? Well, maybe part of it is growing up, my mom had – I I would make her coffee, and it was that – 
instant Folger stuff that you just put like yeah. hot water in. I just thought that was disgusting, but she loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to Seattle and I was working overnights at the radio station in daytime at a pawn shop, I did start drinking Starbucks, um, but it turned my teeth brown. And so I stopped quickly. I now realize I must not have brushed my teeth very well back then because I drink coffee all the time now. I, my teeth aren't brown at all. Yeah, you just yeah, got to so brush I, them, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried. Yeah, apparently I was just not brushing or flossing very well. I stopped. And then I went like until age 40. And there was one very distinct day. I remember it well. It was the end of the month. I had a bunch of work to do, so I was up late. And I got up early that next morning, and I called Nick. And I was like, dude, I am dragging. How do I order coffee at Starbucks? Like, what's the terms? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and you were hooked, dude. You never yeah. stopped after Ever that. since then. I, I lived at Starbucks for a while and then finally started making my own coffee and everything. So, Brewski, you just don't like coffee. If I go to dinner with folks and people order dessert, you might have a cup end. of coffee with like, because the coffee with a, with a piece of chocolate cake, they kind of play off each other, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just not a coffee fan. And I will tell you, as far as Starbucks goes, I refuse to use <laughs> their lingo. Right. It's small, medium, and large. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's so funny you bring that up because when Nick got me back into that world, like he taught me, like, go in, order a venti mocha hot triple shot. I was like, all right, venti mocha hot. I wrote it down like so I can sound nope. like I know what I was talking about. But then I went to another local coffee house here in Tahoe, and I go up. I'm like, I need a venti mocha. And they did the classic coffee house thing with me. They were just like, sorry, what? I'm like, a venti mocha. They're like, I don't know what a venti is. Obviously, yeah. they know what I'm talking about. But Small, sure. medium, or large. I didn't know that was a Starbucks only thing. I thought that's all the whole yeah. coffee world worked. No, they, well, they it's, it's in Italy. Stuff. Right. It's well, Italian, dude. Why can't yeah. they just have small, medium, large, extra large? Where did, where did the hell did that come from? Uh, because they're, they're it's all Italian, people. dude. Because they're, they're, they're all, uh, what do you call it? They're snobs. That's why. They're, right. one, they're all pretentious. And when did the coffee industry stand up and go, you know what, Starbucks? You can venti all you want. We're large is here. Screw you. Hey, but I, I grew up here with Dunkin' Donuts, and it's it's small, medium, large, and then they, they used to have a giant. They I think, I'm think i not sure if they still do, but they have a, a giant coffee, which is this massive thing. This, I think just, uh, Starbucks has nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, this is a company that is worth so much money now. They've got sure. the world addicted to their coffee. That's fair. It's hard to criticize them given their global dominance. But yeah, what board meeting was that where they were like, no, not not an extra large. We're going to be venti. We're going to teach this entire country to order it a venti. Whenever I used to go get the gin coffee, I'd always go to a, a local place because that rat Howard Schultz. And and what he did selling the Sonics to uh, Clay Bennett, yeah, Bruce yeah, so I, funny. Refuse, whether it's it. politics or music, you get these little things that annoy you, and then you extrapolate it to the rest of it. Like you hate <laughs> Hillary because of her support, you <laughs> hate Metallica because of Lars's drum kit thing. Yeah, but, but, but now you you're like, like I hate how, Starbucks because Howard Schultz sold the basketball team. <laughs> you know why? Because he's the one that started Starbucks, and he's still the CEO. I know, but you're not upset about his coffee product. You're upset that his side venture sold a basketball team, so therefore you won't go drink his coffee. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not. I'm not putting my money in that rat's pocket. <laughs> it's, hilarious. it's very brusky. So I, I appreciate you staying true to yourself. Like that's F him. Uh, the last thing I'll throw out on the list here of things that we uh, assume everyone has done, but not everyone has. Seems weird to me, but Nick, you may be in this category. Uh, you haven't seen the Star Wars movies. Now, I will say this has become a little unfair. Now there's nine of them, so maybe you haven't seen all nine, but where are you at with Star Wars? 
Uh, I've seen all the movies that matter to me are the, you know, the (laughs) ones that I bought on VHS, you know, like, yeah, I've seen, what do I have? Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. I've seen Ewoks, you know, I've seen things happen, but no, none of this new stuff. Jar Jar. Let me test your Star Wars nerdiness. What, what episode numbers were those that you saw? Uh, one, two, and three. Oh, incorrect. That is false, but uh, the good attempt though. What is it? I remember being a little kid, and at the beginning of the first Star Wars movie, where it says Episode Four, going like, "What do you mean Episode Four? We're the first three. <laughs> Those movies you're talking about are Episodes Four, Five, and Six. Yeah. Oh, that's why these are all prequels. That right. Then they it. went back to the prequels, Episodes One, Two, and Three, and now we've had Seven, Eight, and Nine come out with the you know advancing of the story and all that. So yeah. if you haven't seen all nine, I actually would not be shocked by that. But if you haven't seen the original the three, quote unquote, then that's yeah. just like a massive pop culture void in your knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You know, to me, the, the the original three are the best. I didn't like the Jar Jar Binks one, and that's yeah. that's the actual last Star Wars movie I've seen. Have oh, you didn't see any of the newest ones with Ray, the the female nope. Jedi? Nope, they were good. No desire. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Uh, my kids have mixed reviews on them and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I, I've definitely seen all nine. Um, plus the TV shows that are out now, <laughs> everything else. So. You're a I, fan, I still, dude. I, I still don't. I still don't get how the hell BB whatever that robot is, BB five or something like that. How the hell he BB-8. rolls, uh, but his head stays attached to the thing. There's no track for his head to be sitting in. Well, you know what's fun is they made a remote controlled version of those BB eight toys a couple of Christmases ago, and my uh, grandfather, uh, my kid's grandfather, bought them for him for for Christmas. Yeah. It's amazing technology. Uh, the what it is is the ball is got internal mechanisms that allows it to roll in every which direction, and the head floats on a magnet. So as the ball rotates, the head always stays on the top because the ball's rotating underneath the magnet. Okay. So obviously the movie's fake, So, but I would assume it's some sure, sure. similar type of technology or thought. It is? Yeah. I hate to tell you, yeah, they're not documentaries, but, um, <laughs> but um, it's uh, it, those toys were uh, blew my mind. Like, how do you get a ball to roll in every direction and the head always stayed on top? So yeah. it is plausible is my point. Like, it, you know, magnets and whatnot. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You ever played with a yo-yo? I mean, <laughs> uh, there's things that you can't explain. Slinky, I mean, science. Yeah, science. So those are things that we uh, should have done, but some of us haven't. But I think we all fared actually pretty well on the list. I think so. Doing all right, dude. I mean, we got half the list, and supposedly we're about midlife, so we got some time left, dude. I'll do it. (laughs) Ruski, you still may fall in love with coffee still, and. uh, Nick, you may watch episode seven, eight, nine of Star Wars. Who knows what this world holds for us all? Well, one thing we can circle back to if we need to is that this show saves the world, and we yes. appreciate you know you guys letting us do it every day. We strap yeah. on these boots, we strap on these suits, and we do this <laughs> program. The Jedi may have saved a galaxy far, far away, but we're saving this one right here. We're keeping <laughs> it local. Right. Join yeah. us, won't you? Exactly. All right, fellas. Well, uh, we're going to go and uh, take a break uh, for podcasting. So really listen to this one a couple of times and soak it in and we'll yeah. be back when we can. December is going to be a little shoddy for us between the holidays and uh, other things going on. But uh, we'll be back. We had a couple episodes we're sprinkling throughout the month, so we'll be around. You're not getting rid of us that easy. Exactly. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net. Our socials are there, and uh, you can communicate with the show that way, too. 
Have a great holiday if we don't talk to you, and good day. Exactly. Risky. Bye-bye. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.